Revenue is the key to success for any business, but we hear the term customer experience and what's the connection between customer experience and revenue. Today, we're speaking with an expert who is going to explain it and teach us about that topic. Karen Steele is the Chief Marketing Officer of Lean Data. Hey, Karen, welcome to CXO Talk. Good morning, Michael. I'm thrilled to be with you this morning. Karen, please tell us about Lean Data. Lean Data is in the business of revenue and accelerating revenue for the fastest growing companies in the world. So we offer a revenue operations platform that helps companies through the planning, execution, and measurement of all of their revenue processes and go-to-market motions. When we talk about revenue and we talk about customer experience, maybe we should begin with the concept of customer experience. And, and so tell us, what, is, what does that mean for you? It's everything. I mean, if you think about revenue as the sort of lifeblood of fueling a company, the customer experience is the outcome. It's the end goal. And it's what every single company in the world, whether you're B2C or B2B, should be focused on. So the customer experience, in my mind, is a cumulative effect of all of the touch points, interactions, engagements of every single person inside your company that connects with a customer. And the way, ultimately, that the customer thinks about your brand at the end of the day. And so there's, there's a whole bunch of talk about customer journey buying experience, et cetera. But if you as a corporation, again, whether you're in the B2C world or the B2B world, aren't thinking about the customer first, you're missing the mark. We all are driven by revenue, but it's all about the customer and the customer experience. As the CMO, what is your role in driving customer experience? Because customer experience is, is obviously much more than, than marketing alone. It's a company initiative, and obviously, I have a lot of great members of our management team that I partner with, including our chief customer officer and our head of product and our CTO and our head of sales. But all of us collectively have to have an understanding and appreciation for, at the end of the day, what is our commitment to our customer? What are we trying to achieve? What do we want the customer to feel about us? As a, as a company, as a brand, and what do we want that experience to be? So oftentimes companies measure outcomes, which is great, and, and outcomes are important in terms of a customer experience, but you also want that emotional connection with the customer. And so um, for us at Lean Data, the way we describe it is it starts with a commitment to our customer, a brand promise. And based on that brand promise that the entire company stands behind, it's our commitment what we deliver, what our value is, we have a whole set of things that we, we look at. And it, it starts with, you know, expectations. If I'm going to make a commitment to a customer, all of my teams have to be organized around a set of expectations to deliver toward that brand promise. And based on those expectations and the delivery of those expectations and our execution, there creates an experience. And that experience could be very positive or very negative or neutral, depending on exactly how we execute across all the teams. And based on that, 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 that matters because it means that a company is either going to evaluate us to buy more product or renew from us or not. And so that whole cycle is really important. And at Lean Data, we are 100% focused on, it starts with vision, mission, 
brand strategy, brand promise. And then we look at the entire execution cycle around that. There's obviously this relationship between customer experience or providing the right type of customer experience and revenue. But I know that you drill down into that more deeply. So, so maybe start to tell us about, about that connection. One of the flaws of B2B companies today is that we're so focused on automation because many of us are technology providers and our buyers are, are, are not consumers. They're business to business people that have titles in different you know, business units and corporations that move the, the business forward. But at the end of the day, they're all human beings. And as human beings, we have to create personal connections with individuals from our brand back to them and back to their company. And so the, it's really important when you think about charting the journey. A lot of people talk about the buyer's journey. And a lot of people compare B2B marketing and B2B selling to what people love in a consumer-based world. So if every B2B software company could make me feel like the experience I get when I buy from Amazon, you know, it's easy to use, it's fast, it's ubiquitous. I, I go online, I get exactly what I want. They know how I think, they know what I want next. Imagine what that would be in a B2B software selling world. And so at Lean Data, one of the things we really try to do, because this is the business we're in, we're in the business of helping companies generate revenue and perfect the buying experiences. We look at those journeys, because if you as a business don't understand the journey your customer is going through, how could your customer go through a positive journey with you. And so it's a really big focus for us. We have an awesome chief marketing officer who her passion is about articulating those journeys and getting everybody in the company connected to those. What are the challenges? You've, you've kind of described an ideal of B2B companies emulating Amazon, at least online, throughout the, that whole journey, throughout the whole process. But why is it so hard? Well, it's super hard because in a in a B2B world, you know, we're 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 doing mass marketing to a pretty big target audience that in our universe is anybody in sales and marketing that has a revenue challenge. And imagine how many companies that is, imagine how many titles that is. Um, you know, how do you target effectively? How do you get above the noise? And so I think that the thing that differentiates most companies today is exactly how they they architect those strategies around touch points. And there's so many channels to, to reach out to people. What you don't want to do is overexpose yourself or, or you know, get into channels that, that complicate things and, and, and conflict with other channels. I mean, some of the examples that we talk about and some of the things that our technology actually helps prohibit are things like, I'm already a customer of yours, but you're sending me emails to buy your, your product. How do you not know I'm already a customer? I mean, that's just that's just a huge failing. I mean, it's a red flag from a credibility standpoint. Um, I get an email from you or a text from you or a social message from you that thanks me for attending your booth at a trade show. I never went to that trade show. And so understanding the underlying data of how you reach to these individuals and these companies and target them appropriately makes a it makes a huge difference in in how people perceive you as a brand uh, and how that customer experience will ultimately carry through that journey because if you believe that 
the beginning of that, that journey starts with you're talking to a rep or an AE and you're talking to a customer success person, you're kind of moving through that journey. You want to make sure that those customers and those companies understand exactly what the buying cycle is. That's quite interesting. So in, in a way, you're, you're really saying that data is the core of brand perception in the digital world. It is, 100%. 100%, And now with technologies like lean data, but also AI technologies and really good analytics, you can measure that, you can track it, and you can understand through every single channel and every single touch point exactly the impact you've made. You can understand where there's duplication, where there are errors, um, and you can course correct and make sure that the, the, the right people get the right data at the right time to interact with the right buyer so you create a positive experience. And you know, if you compare that to a B2C world, it's, it's sort of like Amazon understanding, okay, if you bought this, you might want that and serving up those offers to you. And so I think as B2B marketers and sellers today, we have a huge opportunity and a huge responsibility to have a positive impact on the buying experience. I guess that, you know, everybody says that, everybody wants that, to have that positive experience. But I think it kind of begs the question, how do we go beyond the desire to do that, which is natural, right? I mean, we all you know, it's motherhood and apple pie. How do we go beyond the desire to actually make it happen? Well, I do think that you have to look inside your organization. And I think you have to ask yourself, are you a customer first organization? And I know that sounds like a cliche, but, but you have to be to succeed today. And the companies that are really propelling in the industry are customer first. All the conversations in an executive team meeting at a board meeting start with, how do we do better by the customer? And so that's sort of you know, rule number one. And then you have to have your go-to-market team inside your company has to be super connected and synergized. So for us, our core, core go-to-market team is myself, our CRO, and our chief customer officer. And if the three of us aren't aligned, I guarantee you there will be customers and prospects that have a bad buying experience because it's the three of us and our teams that sit together and architect, what is our plan? How are we going to go about reaching these customers, people that have already bought our products that we want to move to new products, net new customers that we've never, ever sold to, and breaking into new markets and new regions and new territories. So it's, it's, it starts with a core team. It starts with a fundamental philosophy, philosophy that the customer is always first, and that your job as a marketer or a seller or a customer success or customer you know, officer for the company is to make great outcomes happen for the customer and make their life better. We have a great question from Twitter and Sal Rasa asks, and, and thank you, Sal, for this. He says, we hear about empathy for customers today being connected to revenue. How does that, in the, in the B2C world, how does that relate to revenue in the business-to-business -business world? Gosh, what a great question. And thank you for that. It, you know, I, I, don't, I don't draw the line between them. I think that, um, you know, I started my career at Apple in the early days. And, and arguably, Apple was a very different company back then. But we were selling more to consumer buyers. And if you think about consumer buyers, 
the way we define consumer buyers, we talk about um, an age an age demographic. We talk about families with children. We talk about um, you know, in the case of the work I did at Apple, I was selling to um, you know kids graduating from high school going into college, the higher education market, and that was the persona we understood. We understood them as people, as human beings, where they were in their life and and their position in their 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 universe. In in the B2B world today, we look at titles and we look at company sizes and we look at target accounts and we take a little bit of the the humanity away, which I think is a really tough thing um, for for B2B marketers and sellers today. We are still marketing to humans. We are still having conversations with people and we're having conversations with people that are part of teams and people that within teams have to go back and sell the great stuff that we just told them about. And so I think that the the revenue journey today for any marketer or seller, you know, we can learn a lot and a lot of lessons from the B2C world. If we connect better, if we connect our people, everybody in the revenue team to our business and to our buyer better. And so the, the journey and the buyer experience and all the elements of it are so important um, to get to revenue faster. Um, that's what you know, Lean Data is all about. We really try hard to help companies get there faster with a solution that helps move the data connections along the way, but it's really, really critical. We have another comment from Twitter on this same topic, and actually a really interesting one. And this is from Dave Weiner, and I'm not sure if you're familiar with him, but he pretty much invented blogging and RSS. And he says, he's been trying for years to pry open this door for journalists. It's the big bug in the system, which is lack of connection with the users of their product. And I think it goes to directly to the empathy issue that you were talking about. So maybe just elaborate on that a little bit further. Sometimes marketers who are very brand focused get dinged a little bit um, but what they're trying to do, and the most important thing we can do, is connect our brand to the buyer and make that emotional connection, make somebody care. Like if this company went away, I'm going to feel pain. Um, and that, you know, if you have that kind of value in the market and you're offering that, that kind of empathy and connection and you know the the kind of stewardship and advocacy you get from that is is something you cannot put a dollar value against and so it's it's super important and i think that anything we can do inside of companies to create that experience to take our employees through the journey if you think about if i was a new company today and even inside of lean data we're doing this and i applaud our chief customer officer rachel for this we are taking, we are walking our employees through the journey of an enterprise buyer. Why are we doing that? We're trying to understand not just what it's like for us and all the pitfalls and learnings and things we can take away from that, but what what's the experience for the buyer and how we can improve that and be better and 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 make it faster, better, easier, and ultimately create more value for them. So I think that companies have to pay a lot of attention to this. They have to do internal simulations. Um, you've got to measure stuff, obviously, but um, connecting employees to the brand and the business, 
having those outcomes be exposed to employees so they know what they're accountable for. Today, I hold not just pipeline numbers, but I am attached to a net retention number. I, I have to, my entire team has to care about the life cycle of the customer and the longevity of that customer. And I think every company needs to think that way. So then what does your CEO expect from you? Since you mentioned this account, this uh, one point of accountability, what are the expectations that your, that your CEO has of you as the chief marketing officer? There are many, but I think first and foremost, he expects that I will be a leader of our go-to-market team. Um, and it's a three-headed team, as I mentioned. It's our CRO, our chief customer officer, and myself. And we are chartered with architecting everything it's going to take to get to our revenue number, both new business and upsell for the coming year. And everything it's going to take to keep our customers happy for upsell, cross-sell, uh, and renewals, of course, for the coming year. We're a SaaS company, so renewals and um, and 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 you know upsell, cross-sell is critical. So so obviously, driving the go-to-market effort is probably job number one, and that's an expectation. But he also expects that I'm going to carry the flag. I am the ambassador of our brand. Um, I am going to help educate the market on the category that we we exist in so that, that buyers will understand who we are and what we do. Um, obviously, I'm going to create messaging that is is, you know, resonates and is powerful in the market. But probably most importantly, too, I am going to be a force inside the company to connect our people to who we are and what we do. So it, at Lean Data, culture is really important to our CEO. He founded the company. He's one of two founders. Um, he cares a lot about the company we're building and, the, and the, 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 the workplace and everything we're creating as a company. And so I have to help build things around that that support our vision, mission, and brand strategy. Um, and so that's job number one. There's a million other things my team does um, all day long. But I think at the end of the day, it's go to market and driving a revenue plan. Um, it's culture and empowering our employees and connecting them to our brand and to our business. And then it's also controlling the external message and positioning and evangelism of the category that we exist in, which is for us revenue operations. And then presumably there are specific metrics that are associated with, with each of these broad goals you were describing. There are indeed. We as a marketing team own a pipeline influence number. Um, I've, by the way, never been in a marketing organization where I didn't own a pipeline number. So we are in direct uh, partnership with sales on that. So we, we have a big pipeline number for both new business and upsell. Uh, and we have many, many other metrics uh, around other parts of the equation I just described. Okay, let's go back to the concept of data and the role that data plays in terms of driving improving customer experience and driving revenue. And so if the foundation of customer experience is understanding the customer, having empathy for the customer, which are... Uh, emotional connections as you were as you were saying earlier what does data have to do with having emotional connection data is the the process after you after you connect your employees to 
the personas and the value and the outcomes. So I think every company today that is on a revenue journey, and I think that's pretty much every company, even if you're a not-for-profit, you're probably trying to raise funds for, for your organization. Um, it, it starts with understanding who the buyer is, who the what the pain points are in that buyer's journey, um, and really creating value along that path. And and you know you can collect a lot of very valuable data. You can collect you know um, demographic and um, firmographic and and understand if you're selling into target accounts, who those buyers are, titles, etc. But you also have to understand. The kind of people that that are that are these buyers, and make sure that when you're doing sales enablement and training with your, in, in, I'm talking in a B2B setting where you're talking to AEs and uh, sales development reps, that you are absolutely giving them uh, the landscape of what these people deal with every day, the kinds of things that they're dealing with, not that not just in the journey of the product you're selling to them, but all the other influences and things that they have you know, around them. And in our universe, we're selling to sales and marketing um, buyers, leaders, operations teams. They are riddled with technology choices. They typically have 50 or 60 or 70 applications in their tech stack, which is just staggering. And all the messages that come at them are about technology. But the real messages should be about outcomes. How do I get to revenue faster? How am I more productive for my business? How can I help my customer be more successful? And so, so I think con- making those connections with the data process and how you get to those outcomes is, is ultimately the, the powerhouse. All right. So you have to understand, in a, in a sense, what are the, the behaviors that indicate emotional connection? Would that be a good way to put it, that the data is like a proxy or a symbol or a pointer that the emotional connection is there? I think that's that's one way to, to look at it. I mean, certainly, um, you know, you've, you've, in the case of what we do, we orchestrate, you know, we, we, we often talk about lean data as sort of the, the data thread in the revenue chain. But it, it would be fine just to be a thread in the revenue chain. But if you don't understand the value that crosses that chain and all the decision points and all the people that are involved, the data is irrelevant. And so you have to make the data valuable through that sort of through that flow so that people understand that you're going to help them through their journey. Um, and so in our world, the measurement is really about, um, you know, different go to market plays. How am I helping an inside selling team get more appointments? How am I helping an ABM team? you know, penetrate more target accounts. And and all of these are going to, you know, manufacture themselves at the end of the day in terms of revenue production. But how am I helping the entire process of how sales and marketing work together, how sales and CS work together, uh, customer success? And and so, you, yes, we are we are a thread and we are a data data foundation. But how do those connections happen? And how does the value happen so that at the end of the day, the company is producing what is ultimately the, the the gold mine, which is revenue. How is it even possible that companies can not understand their customers, right? Because you're emphasizing the point that the data is not relevant unless you have first an understanding of your customer. How is it even possible to not understand your customer? 
those are ultimately the cus- the companies that probably aren't succeeding. Um, you know, the companies that we deal with today are the fastest growing companies around. And so they have cracked this code. They have figured this out. Um, you know, even if they don't have a chief customer officer on board, they have a customer success team that understands that those relationships and understanding the customer's point of view and understanding what the customers want out of the technology is paramount to anything. And so the customer has to be at the center point of any conversation you have. And again, I will tell you, and I don't think we're necessarily unique. I'm very proud that Lean Data is very customer first, but I think the most successful brands today in the software business are, and that that's where it starts. And if you don't start there, I don't think you're going to have you know a long trajectory. We have another interesting comment from Twitter, and Shelley Lucas makes the point that from her perspective, getting to revenue faster doesn't necessarily indicate an emotional connection with the customer. Any thoughts on that? You're right. I mean, every single interaction along the way matters. And I don't think I've used the word engagement yet, that that's a sort of a buzzword these days. But if you think about every single, every single touch point of any customer interaction, whether it be with a salesperson or with a support person or with an implementation person or a partner or a marketer, all of those touch points are really important. And they're all engagement moments that you can have either a positive or a negative experience you know, with the brand. And all of those accrue to an ultimate experience, which leads to revenue if, if, if this is a selling process. And so um, I think that's 100% accurate that you've got to create You've got to create a relationship. You've got to create a set of, of, of engagements that, that move you forward, depending on what your outcome is, um, depending on how the customer looks at that outcome. If a customer wants you know, an ROI metric or if the customer wants a dashboard that they can show at a board meeting or if a customer wants you know, just a happy internal client, you know, there's all kinds of measures that can be used. Um, but engagements matter and they do lead to every single interaction accumulating in a positive experience, which ultimately should and, and can lead to revenue. I want to remind everybody that we're speaking with Karen Steele, who is the chief marketing officer at Lean Data. So Karen, keeping on this theme of the connection between data and understanding the customer having empathy for the customer for people who are listening who are who are wondering how do you, how do you make in a in a practical way the translation between yeah i think i understand my customer and i really do care about those customers and have empathy for them but i'm not sure how to build us a, a body of data that reflects that I think it's really helpful to 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 map out, you know, to to truly internally before you execute anything externally, map out the journey in with your internal team. So sit in a room with your product team, your marketers, your sellers, your implementation team, your consultants and start from the beginning. If 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 we're just if we're top of the funnel and somebody is just becoming aware of us, 
and they have a pain point, maybe we haven't completely discovered what that is. What does that journey look like? You know, what is the journey as we take them through the education phase? What is the journey as we take them through the consideration phase? What are the proof points we have to consider? How do we get them to do a proof of concept or whatever is required to actually buy us and then ultimately become an advocate of us? And so I think starting internally to kind of map that out and understand the expectations of the, because again, it goes back to as a company, you, you, you have a promise or commitment to a customer. That's, that's your brand strategy. Based on that, you execute. And you create a set of expectations based on that execution. Based on that, it, it equals you know, an experience and people will either evaluate you to buy you again or not buy you again, or refer you to somebody or not refer you to somebody. And so if you focus internally first to map out that journey, you look at all the roles and interactions and touch points and realize what's both good and bad about the way you're proposing to execute that, it has a huge impact before you take it to market and actually go through the motions of creating that, that set of, um, you know, of touch points, because it's really hard. If you, if you do something poorly, um, you know, and you send an email out to somebody that's already your customer asking them to buy your product, I can't even tell you the credibility that you will lose. It just, and that's a simple data problem that companies do over and over again. Like, you know, a, a lead get very technically technically and tactically, you know, a lead gets routed to the wrong rep. And the rep is a an enterprise person who's now reaching out to a low-level SMB account, and it's just the wrong conversation to be having. These sound like really trivial things, but when you have a moment to capture somebody's attention, it matters a lot. So so mapping those journeys, starting internally to do that, then taking them out to the market testing and refining and making sure that at the end of the day, all of your go-to-market teams are involved. And I can't stress enough, it's not just sales and marketing anymore. It's sales, it's marketing, it's customer success. And if you have a channel or a partner strategy, bring your partner team into it too, because they touch customers and have the influence on customers in the same way that your sales and marketing teams do. And we have another question from Twitter. Uh, this is again from Shelly Lucas. It's another excellent question. So Shelly Lucas says, okay, every customer touch point matters. And in this age of AI, where those interactions may be with a chat bot, what complexities does this create for marketers on the road to revenue? A great, great question. Um, and I think many marketers that I know, including some of my team here at Lean Data, are experimenting right now. I think it's it's a different channel to to communicate through. And I think that use cases matter. So chatbots are not for every single use case. You certainly don't want to automate your entire website to to go through that, you know, faculty to to answer questions or 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 take demo requests, et cetera. So I think that um, as we learn from some of the new technology, we're going to all get smarter about what we do. I mean, I liken it back to, you know, there used to be a time in marketing 15 years ago when really all you could do were webinars and email and look at our options today. And we're still testing social and we're still testing, you know, different online and offline methods. So chatbots, I think, serve 
certain use cases really, really well. I also think they serve certain personas better than others. Um, and I think they can be utilized in different parts of your business. I mean, certainly support um, is, is a great opportunity for a chat bot. Um, on, on the marketing side, you can set up, and what we've done at Lean Data is, uh, and we use Drift, by the way, and we have set up a particular chat scenario where we've, we've limited it to a couple of our account development reps. So we're, we're getting a couple people comfortable with it, and we're testing kind of what comes in and what the conversations look like. I believe wholeheartedly in conversational marketing, but we're still learning, and I think it's a new technology. So I think that, that the simple answer is it's use case driven. Um, I think we're in a, an experimental time, which is fantastic. AI is going to help us a lot. Um, but, but I think it's, it's going to be use case driven for the long term, and we're super excited about it. Again, on the point that you made earlier, that every single touch point is so crucially important. So in the B2B context where the buying process can easily take three months, six months, nine months, a year or longer if it's, if it's an expensive product. And the buyer knows that there's going to be this kind of twisty journey. And so there's a lot of room to actually have fluff. And if some of those customer interactions are not what you want, eh, so be it. Tell me, agree, disagree. Tell me I'm horribly wrong. Disagree. I don't think you can discount any of that. I think the, the good news today for marketers with all the phenomenal technology we have, and, and I'm not just speaking about, I'm a technology, I'm representing a technology vendor, but you know, there are awesome, you know, marketing automation engagement platforms like, you know, Marketo and uh, Salesforce and Eloqua. There are all kinds of tools I mentioned, Drift and everything else. I mean, we have the means today to track things. And in the analytics world and with AI, we can look at multi-touch everything that comes in, whether it's from sales or marketing or however you attribute it. And, and all of those things are important and all of them should be dissected and understood so that you can figure out how you perfect that journey and how you want to improve and ultimately speed that process from getting somebody, you know, top of the funnel all the way through. Um, so I, I think that, you know, multiple interactions are, are great and we learn from them. We can track them today. We have tons of great analytics and it's up to the marketers. And I think in B2B, we're very, very sophisticated these days that we can do that and we can look at the buyer journey and we can track it back to what happened before an opportunity got created. What made sense? What did we do right? What did we do wrong? How could we speed the process? And similarly, you can do that after the opportunity is created and it's actually in pipeline and your sales team's moving it ahead. So there's just tons of great tools today to do that. And I think marketers and sellers today are more empowered than ever. And it's a super exciting time to be in, in the B2B software world. That's quite interesting. You use the phrase perfect the marketing journey or perfect the customer journey. And so do you see a direct connection between successive refinements in that customer journey and the revenue outcome in the B2B context? Absolutely. A hundred percent. You know, we have definitely studied different patterns of different programs that we've run um, and looked at ways to short circuit certain things and 
um, skip steps in the process where we might have started with email, but these people are already sort of warm leads and and now we can actually just go at them from, you know, a first appointment setting call. And so, yes, you can. I think the more data you have and you can understand those sort of those those journeys and buyer patterns, you can absolutely, you know, fast track and speed that process. Yeah. Again, I find that very fascinating. And what about so you're you're selling software. What about somebody that is selling products that are not exclusively purchased online could be anything could be physical products could be professional services how does the refinement of customer journey impact revenue in those cases today to buy our software we we are not an we don't have an e-commerce site you don't download our software certainly there are plenty of software systems out there that you can you know that are open source that you download etc but Today, you have to go through a professional, you know, kind of enterprise buying cycle with us and many, many software companies like us. And, you know, and, and part of the challenge is you're going to engage with a whole bunch of people, right? You're going to start off probably with a sales development rep who's going to kind of warm you up and open up the conversation and get you qualified. And then you're going to be passed over to an account executive and so on and so forth. And you're going to move down the chain to, you know, an implementation or a consultant, and then eventually land with a, uh, in the world of B2B, a very common phrase is a, it's a CSM, which is a customer success manager. And so you have not just the touch points, you have a whole bunch of people that are involved in, in the selling process. Um, but I, I think that, that smart companies today, and there are many of them are perfecting this journey and they're perfecting all of the people that play a role in that process. So they all look to have kind of a single objective to get you to your outcome as fast as possible and to make that experience, you know, really, really positive and to give you all of the things that you need to succeed. And, and those are the companies, you know, when I started out at the beginning saying we help the fastest growing companies get to revenue faster, that's a pretty, you know, audacious thing to say, I suppose, but that is the reality. Companies come to us because they want to grow. They believe we have a solution for them, but the solution alone wouldn't do it unless we had the team standing behind it and we had the process to get people there. And there was credibility and belief that we we understood what we were doing. We wouldn't be successful. So I think it takes it takes all of the people. It takes the process. It takes the you know whether you have an online or offline product. Um, and then you've got to prove yourself and do it over and over and over again and have those advocates talking on your behalf and, and writing reviews on things like G2 Crowd, these peer-to-peer -peer review systems. Companies today do 90% of their research you know, online before they come to your site and look at getting a demo with you. Um, and then even when they do that, they go, they talk to their peers. They look at the app exchange if you're a Salesforce solution. They look at G2 Crowd or Trust Radius, and they care more about what their peers say than they do about, you know, what the company says. And so that's a really important uh, factor as well. So the refinement of that customer journey ultimately has an impact on the peer-to-peer -peer reviews. So it's really, it's the, it's the combination of all of these things taken together that create that confidence and that trust that you're describing. Absolutely. Every single employee in your company, whether they're a receptionist or 
um, an accounts payable person or a salesperson or a marketer or a CEO, every single person touches a potential buyer. And every single touch creates, you know, an impression of who you are as a company and your brand and what you stand for and your reputation and your credibility. And so every single company is, uh, has all these individuals that are responsible for all these relationships. And I think the more companies sort of connect with that and, you know, the way we control the buying experience, ultimately the buyers today are in charge. You know, in the B2B world, they choose, they go do all the research, they come to us, but when they come to us, let's be prepared. Let's have the right team on board. Let's have a consistent message. Let's make sure we understand their outcome and the value they want from us. Um, and, and let's understand that at the end of the day, particularly in the B2B world, most of these companies are coming to you because they're trying to accelerate revenue or some kind of an outcome that's important to their business know their business. Like you have to know their business. Um, and so it's a, it's a really fun time to be thinking about CX um, and the buying experience along with, you know, brand strategy and ultimately getting the revenue faster. Karen, we have literally about a minute or two left. And so what advice do you have for B2B sellers in terms of connecting customer experience to revenue? First of all, I'll kind of go back to a theme I, I set at the onset, which is know your customer, do everything you can, regardless of where you are in the organization to understand your buyer. And this is not just, you know, print out the personas and know that, you know, the titles and, and the demographics of the individual, really dig down and understand who is your customer? What kind of issues do they have? What kind of challenges are they facing? Typically, what kind of teams do they sit within? What kind of committees might they participate in? You know, what is their journey inside their company? Because ultimately your customer has to go sell on your behalf. You know, any customer making a decision today, and I think most B2B software companies are, you know, asking companies to commit a lot of money. You know, they need to understand who you are and what you do, but you also need to understand their journey and what they're, what it's going to take for them to bring you in house. So know your customer, um, absolutely understand what your company stands for and what the value of your brand and your, your contribution to the outcome of what they're trying to achieve will mean for their long-term success. And make sure that all the way up the food chain through the journey, you know, be it sales, marketing, support, services, your executive relationships, that everybody's sort of talking from the same hymnal. And I just... I think that consistency and story is going to lead to great advocacy, which at the end of the day, selling never stops. You, you, you've got to get a customer for life. And then that customer becomes your customer that's going to tell your story and bring help you bring the next customer on. So make every customer an advocate. Start with customer first um, and understand the journey uh, and how to help companies get to the outcomes that they want to achieve. I love that. Make every customer an advocate. I think that sums it up pretty darn well. Karen Steele, thank you very, very much for taking time to be with us today on CXO Talk. Thank you, Michael. You have been watching CXO Talk. We've been speaking with Karen Steele. She is the Chief Marketing Officer of Lean Data. Before you go, be sure to subscribe on YouTube 
and hit the subscribe button on our website and you can subscribe to our newsletter and get all kinds of great information about our shows and videos and we have great shows coming up thanks so much everybody have a great day and we'll see you next time bye bye